Haagen-Dazs just announced that America's favorite ice cream flavor of 2020 is... Vanilla. <laughs> yep, the flavor of the year is vanilla, and also Merriam-Webster's word of the year is the. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a misunderstanding of the deliciousness of vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream is great. Good vanilla ice cream is fabulous. Yeah. The king of the flavors. Yeah, it's it's a spice. Vanilla is a spice. You know, there have been just garbage ice creams that have been passed off as vanilla through the years, and maybe that's what people are thinking of. But it really gets a bad rap. It's uh, it's it, it reminds me of like the Black Lives Matter thing. White people are nice. We're very nice people, most of them. <laughs> Quit knocking us. We're we're vanilla people. Lon He Chen coming up in a few minutes. We'll talk to him. Uh, one question I want to ask him is: So, looking at Biden's choices so far, what kind of government do you think we got? Uh, staring us in the face mm. the next four years because I don't yeah. actually know. That's an excellent question. Thank you. So, uh, with the uh, the vaccines coming along for the old vid, the Chinese bat fever, uh, we've been corresponding with Craig the Obamacare, well, Craig the healthcare guru, about uh, whether there will be required vaccinations and how that might look. Reuters had a story the other day that caught my interest. They said uh, private U.S. companies have the right under the law to require you to get vaccinated but are unlikely to do so because of the risks of legal and cultural backlash, say experts. So no. companies can tell you if you want to work here, you have to get this shot. Huh. But but the, the feeling is that that would look so bad <laughs> that they're not going to do it. Yeah, people would get so crazy that it wouldn't be worth the cost. Lawrence Gostin, a global health law professor at Georgetown, says companies have every good reason to get all of their employees vaccinated and also have an obligation to keep all employees and customers safe. They said private companies in the U.S. have broad liberties to set health and safety standards, which would allow them to mandate vaccinations as a condition of employment, with some exceptions. Now, what Craig said is that the federal government can just write just a stroke of a pen of a bureaucrat can change the law. Yeah, I know you saw Schoolhouse Rock and you think Kansas, uh, Congress writes laws. It's not true. Bureaucrats do. So this bureaucrat writes the law that says, yeah, companies, you can say... Uh, employee Joe, uh, you got to get vaccinated. And if you don't, we're not going to pay for your health care costs if you get the vid. And if uh, old Uncle Joe Biden decides to do that, well, then everybody will have to make the calculation that, yeah, maybe I'll go ahead and get vaccinated because I'm afraid of being, uh, you know, financially ruined. So, uh, but I found it interesting that the experts say the companies won't do it openly. Uh, I think that regulatory thing's kind of an end around. Who would you blame then? Would you blame your company or would you blame the government or who would people be angry at? The I government, I guess. But. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, and the second thing is with the the vid vaccine that I thought was interesting is something Jack brought up the other day. Uh, there's this uh, story in uh, Stat News, whatever that is. Uh, they're quoting uh, one of your concierge doctors, your high uh, high end concierge medical practice. Um this guy says he's getting phone calls and texts nonstop from his wealthier clients saying, hey, uh, when can you hook me up with that vaccine there? Uh, you got vaccines for me? Athletes, politicians, and other wealthy or well-connected people have managed to get special treatment throughout the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody's braced for uh, getting hit up for uh, early vaccinations. So, Well, you know, I don't, that's, the, that's the way the world works. I don't know. I'm not shocked or outraged. I just expect it. I was watching, uh, have you seen Kevin Hart's newest stand-up special that he does for his own, own living room? I have not. 
And it's just a funny guy. Room. It's just the living room of his house. It's on Netflix. I haven't actually watched it. Yet. I watched yeah. some of it last night. And quite a bit of it's COVID related, hmm. um, uh, which is pretty funny. He had the COVID, him and his wife, way back at the beginning of this thing. He said, the reason you don't know about it is because Tom Hanks got it. <laughs> and he said, Tom Hanks got it. And I thought, I'm not going to announce it. Tom Hanks is the biggest star in the world. He's Forrest Gump. Nobody's going to care that Kevin Hart got COVID <laughs> when it's been announced that Tom Hanks got it. So I just didn't mention it to anybody. He said, but then my wife and I were looking at each other wondering which one of us brought it into the house. <laughs> I'll bet you did. It's your friend Pam. It's dirty-footed Pam. She comes in here with her dirty feet, and she tramps all around her carpet. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's good. Oh, so the other vaccination thing I heard that I found really interesting is some of the governors are saying, look, we're going to distribute it to people with uh, underlying conditions that make them more vulnerable, including being a smoker or being seriously obese. So if you've been uh, if you've been hitting 40 cancer sticks a day I get or you allowed yourself to be 650 pounds, you're in line in front of me. You get a rewarded for that. Yes. What what is the thinking there? They're vulnerable. We're trying to save lives, Jack. Mhm. I got to noodle this one through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are very people who are heavy because of genetic reasons of course uh, on the other hand i often see him drinking a gigantic coke um it's a diet coke you're not smoking for genetic reasons exactly there's no defending that so yeah that could become really really controversial especially if god forbid the death toll should continue to accelerate and people are really really anxious to get it and you announce uh first in line will be smokers Smokers and they're grotesquely obese. Yeah, that'll be controversial. You know, well, we talked about this earlier. I've been saying for a while, why don't we give it to teachers first so they can open the schools back up? We got a lot of pushback on that. That makes perfectly good sense. Wait a second. Why are we rewarding them for not going to work when there's all kinds of people been going to Home Depot or Target or they've been going to their job? Plus, the kids aren't vectors. We've figured that out. I don't, I think the only answer is to not having a lot of resentment and anger over this is just get so many doses out so fast that, you know, your chance to get it is easy. And like you said, if the percentages hold up on the polling, if only 55% of people are willing to get it at all, there's going to be enough doses around. The hard yeah. part's going to be getting people to get it. The 600-pound smoker guy might believe Microsoft's putting a chip in him. To track that- him over 5G. <laughs> Exactly. They're already tracking you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I. I trust my government less than practically anybody I know. Um. And I'm as cynical as I could possibly be about all bureaucracies. I have zero concern about this vaccine. I'm not terribly concerned either. Any more than I'd normally be. I just. Hoping there's not a side effect that they're not sure about. I just, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Half the people I know have had the vid. Some have gotten very, very sick. And I just, I'm, you know, I'm trusting the FDA as far as it goes. Some of you think we're crazy. That's fine. We don't, we don't hate people who disagree with us. These aren't brand new pop-up overnight pill shops that are putting out these vaccines either, too. I mean, they're... They're well-established people in these industries. And, and they and would I, get destroyed. They, they would be done if they put out something that was bad. I would also point out that the United States of America has the most deliberate and careful drug approval process on the planet to the point where it's probably overly cautious. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, but again, believe what you want to believe, y'all. Live your lives. God bless you. We don't care. Now, if you believe Microsoft's putting a chip in you when you get the vaccine, you're a moron.
That's right, because it's Apple. I'm going to save you it's time Apple that's doing it. by wondering whether or not you're a moron by declaring you are a moron. I kid. Oh. The good folks at Apple have nothing but our best interests in mind. <laughs> God bless you and your efforts in Cupertino <laughs> and around the world. Uh, last Lon He Chen, uh, some political questions coming up. He's a smart guy. Stay for that. Armstrong and Getty. We'll explain to you next hour how they're going to hand out these vaccination cards when you start getting your shot. And I think that is going to be your ticket to normal life. And pretty soon there's going to be an overwhelming desire to get those. Oh, you got to show your card to get into whatever. Yeah. So you don't want to get vaccinated. Okay. But you're not going to the restaurant or the bar or Disneyland or any of the stuff you want to do. But anyway, more on that next hour. Right now, looking forward to a chat with Lon He Chen, David and Diane Steffi, fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, also the host of the excellent podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. He joins us now. Lon He, how are you, sir? I'm doing well this morning. How are you? Terrific. Glad to talk to you as always. Most of us Absolutely. do not know all these names that get thrown around in uh, cable news in Washington, D.C., but policy people like you do. So what have you learned from some of Biden's choices, appointments, that sort of thing. What kind of government do we have staring at us here uh, in a month? Well, it's going to be a predictable one. Uh, these are all people who are experienced. And look, I've known and worked with many of these people. I don't agree with them on, on a lot of things, but I do think that fundamentally they are service-minded people who are going to uh, going to try and do their best. And they do bring, you know, this experience is important because a lot of this policymaking uh, that happens in Washington, it, it's challenging. And there are a lot of different factors to deal with. And having the experience and, and an understanding of how to navigate some of those currents is going to be really important. So I, I'm not seeing a lot of picks that would, you know, sort of make the the far left swoon, which I guess is good news for me, at least. Uh, but there are some people who are who are eminently reasonable and in some cases pretty moderate. Uh, you look at a woman like Janet Yellen, who's been nominated to be Treasury Secretary. She used to be chairwoman of the Federal Reserve. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, may differ with her specific views on you know things like what the Fed funds rate should be. But ultimately, she's experienced. She understands what she's doing. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's a good thing, given the time of crisis that we're in. But just in general, would you say it's more centrist than than left? Or is there anything like that you can put a number on it or gauge or a grade or anything? Yeah, I mean, look, if AOC and Bernie Sanders are zero and, you know, uh, pick your most conservative member of Congress, whoever you think that is, is 100 I would say, you know, most of these picks are solidly in the 30 to 45 range. Okay. Okay. So, you know, center left to left. Well, so much of what the Biden administration proposes is going to hinge on whether the they have the control of the Senate or not. So I don't know where you want to start with the Georgia situation, whether it's uh, Trump uh, angrily denouncing the governor and the secretary of state or Republicans or the confusing messages. Actually, speaking of confusing messages, Sean, let's play uh, 55 and 56 back to back real quickly. Well, he hasn't done anything, so he hasn't looked. They haven't looked very hard, which is a disappointment, That's to be not... honest with you. Do you still have... Sorry, I've got two 55s here. The uh, Lynn Wood Jr. clip. 
No, I'm sorry. Disappeared from the list. So this guy is saying, look, uh, he's doing rallies on behalf of Trump saying, uh, don't give Leffler and Purdue your vote. If they're not helping the president, don't do it. What the hell's going on in Georgia, Lonnie? Yeah, well, that that's a big problem, because if Republicans are going to win those those two Senate seats, and by the way, you guys have talked about it on the show, those, those two Senate seats are pretty crucial. I mean, this is not just another Senate race. Uh, the difference between having a backstop to the progressive left and completely unconstrained activity for the next couple of years is these two seats, uh, you know, will be these two seats in Georgia. So it's an incredibly important Senate race. And uh, the fact that you've got people out there basically saying, hey, look, you know, tank it because, uh, you know, they, these guys didn't help Trump enough, which, by the way, I don't think is true. I think both Leffler uh, and, and Purdue were pretty out there for Trump. Um, the notion that you've got, you know, people should not show up, people should not vote, people should not participate, you know, they should take their footballs and go home. Uh, that point of view is absolutely incorrect because well, it's it is suicidal. a very race. Yeah, I was reading. I was reading Rich Lowry yesterday with the National Review, and he wrote an opinion piece. And he is a hardcore Trump supporter. I mean, he is Trumpy. He wrote a book about it. He stood up for everything Trump has done. And he he wrote a piece yesterday, said saying, "Are the president's lawyers working for the Democrats?" I can't come up with any other explanation for what's going on. Well, right. You have you have this conversation about Georgia. You also have, you know, them. Uh, uh, one of the other lawyers bringing in, you know, conspiracy theories that are that, as far as I can tell, aren't, aren't particularly well founded. So, yeah, I mean, one question is exactly what they're trying to do here. But fundamentally, uh, what I would hope is everybody's on the same team, which is basically to say everybody wants to get out of these Georgia Senate races, the outcome of Kelly Leffler. And, uh, and, and Purdue, the two incumbents winning their races and keeping control of the Senate, because that is the only way to ensure that Joe Biden has got to work toward the middle rather than working toward the left. So this is crucially, crucially important. Well, it's just troubling to me because, you know, I, I wanted Trump to win and I've loved a lot of the policy stuff, but I'm not on Team Trump. I'm on Team Conservative. I'm on Team, uh, you know, reasonable legislation and the rest of it. And, you know, Trump's political action committee, it's allegedly like a legal defense fund, but 75 percent of the money is going to a political action committee. They've raised over 200 million dollars right now on stoking the fires of uh, stop the steal and the rest of it. And, uh, you know, if, if Trump is on Team Trump and not on Team America, that's going to bother me a great deal. But. I suppose we'll have to find out. I suppose big Trump fans would say, oh, you're talking about the Republican swamp. you got to drain the swamp. Hey, Lonnie, I wanted yeah, to ask you. Go ahead. I'll let you answer that real quick. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, this is going to shape up to be a really interesting next couple of years, right? Because Trump has said, basically, look, I'm, I'm thinking about running for president again. And, and in the meantime, there's all of these other Republicans who are many of them are much younger and they're very dynamic and I think would bring an interesting uh uh, message to the forefront of the party, they're going to be competing for space, all while Trump is kind of dangling out the possibility that he's going to run again in four years. I think it's going to be very interesting, but in a lot of ways, it's going to be very disruptive because you've got a number of people who I think would be very capable, very able representatives of the Republican Party to run against Biden or whoever it is, Kamala Harris in 2024. Uh, but in some ways, what Trump is doing freezes the action. And I, I think that's got to be incredibly frustrating for these other guys who essentially have, have been waiting, waiting their turn. And so we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I, I, I really think, though, that 
for the benefit of the party, this competition between all these different people who could run for president could be very, very good. Uh, but what Trump is doing, I think, is making it tremendously more difficult for the party in some ways to move on. Talking with Lon He Chen, host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. It drives me crazy. We've talked about this a lot, that schools are still closed so many different places. You've got scientists, experts, uh, Dr. Fauci, whoever, uh, parents that want this to happen. Why? You're a policy guy, a serious guy. Why is this not happening? <laughs> Even the New York Times wants it to happen. So that's right. kind of where right. things are. Um, uh, look, I, I, there's a very simple answer, at least in California, and that is that the teachers' unions have largely stood in the way of more public school openings. See, there's a lot of private schools that are open, including the one, by the way, that Gavin Newsom's kids go to. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, there's a lot of public schools that remain closed, particularly in big urban areas, L.A., uh, San Francisco, e- even in, in suburban areas in the Bay Area, Southern California, Sacramento area. And, and the reason why they remain closed, and I'll, I'll speak to the California dynamic. And we've got barely 20 seconds, well. Lonhee. Sorry. Yeah, it's is, is, is just that the teachers' unions have basically said, look, we, we don't believe that teachers should be in the classroom. And instead of saying, let's take a targeted approach where teachers who are at risk, we figure out a way to help them. They said, blanket, no, we don't want them in the classroom. That, I think, is the reason why. And there aren't. Lon He Chen. Lon He, I'm so sorry to jump in, but Lon He Chen from the Hoover Institution, the host of the podcast Crossing Line, was Lon He Chen. We're up against a hard break. Thank you so much. It's the teachers' unions as we thought. Armstrong and Getty. Sheriff of L.A. County has announced his deputies will not be enforcing the new restrictions that have been announced. Yeah, it's been pretty consistent from his honor, the sheriff. So that's a problem. So L.A., I, I, I have trouble keeping track of them. And, you know, I honestly don't feel the need to. I don't feel like we're a news source that needs to keep you up to date because they change constantly. Most of you are ignoring them anyway. I, so I never know which is a county, which is a city, which is a state, which is a region. Sure. But uh, is it L.A. or L.A. County where you're not so you're not allowed to be outside with another human who's not an immediate family member? Even outside, or you can't what? you can't go for a walk with uh, with someone that's not your husband or wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard that. You or can't what take is a good bike. <laughs> you can't take a bike ride with somebody. I tell you what, you give me the covetiest person on Earth. Carl Covid of of of. <laughs> Bedford, New Hampshire. He and I will go bike riding all day long today. And then next week you test me. You see if a guy can give me the vid while we're riding bikes. I got a pretty hefty bet says he can't. But that's the rule in L.A. County. So that's just great. Coming up in a moment, we've got cable anchors yelling at each other. That's always fun. Yes. Um, so Facebook has made a, uh, an announcement. They're always making announcements, aren't they? Facebook announced yesterday that the company what Facebook is the company will start removing false claims about the vaccine that have been debunked by public health experts, including false claims that vaccines contain microchips or are being tested on people without their consent. So if there's something floating around Facebook that they uh, deem false, they will not allow it to be spread around, I guess. You're part of the problem. Bill Gates is going to chip us. There is an track us via 5G. 
the, the reason I bring that up is there was an interesting study the other day, and this does not surprise me at all. Yet another reason why Facebook and Twitter and everybody should just get out of the censorship business. A study showed that when, uh, like, when hardcore Trump fans hear that Twitter took down something, it makes them believe it more. Huh. So Twitter and Facebook, they think they're protecting their views by taking down something that would help Trump. They're doing the opposite. Hmm. It makes that crowd believe it more. Human beings, am I right? So the so the crowd that thinks there's a microchip in the vaccine, when they hear it's being taken down by Facebook, will think, yeah, that, 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 that makes me even more convinced that, is that really everybody is in on trying to get me chipped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so just let, of, the, let the crappy information fly around and let people work. You know, Bill Maher's stand, has, I've agreed with since he said it on his show, people are going to have to figure it out on their own and yeah, learn how to do yeah. that. Yep, free exchange of ideas, even crappy ones. So uh, speaking of the vaccine, and you're not going to be chipped by Bill Gates unless you go to his house and ask him to, um, U.S. companies are not saying much about vaccine mandates. They'd rather not wade into that unless they have to. But uh, this uh, Reuters got a couple to comment. Ford Motor Company has ordered a dozen ultra-cold freezers to distribute vaccines to employees, say, saying they'd be made available on a voluntary basis. Over at uh, Kellogg Company, the cereal giant, said the company is working with a medical expert and industry trade associations to make vaccines available to employees on a voluntary basis in compliance with local and regional regulations. But they do uh, repeat the fact that they can mandate that you get it to come back to work. That's well within labor law. So we'll have to see what happens. There's some talk of tying it to the stimulus check as this big new trillion-dollar round of stimulus goes around. You want your $1,500 stimulus check? Get your vaccine, and then Mm. we'll give you the check. That's interesting. So we've been talking about how inescapably obvious it is that the schools are back in session. Uh, I want to remind you of a couple of key quotes we've heard from uh, from from folks who have been pimping, whoring themselves for the teachers unions. I don't want you to forget those quotes. But first, a quick word from can our we, friends. Can, can we then hear the cable news people yelling at each other? Yes, Jack, you've been good today. We can listen. To the cable news people yelling at each other. So that's on the way also. Uh, yes. So uh, our good friends at Simply Safe Home Security are having a huge holiday sale. And part of the reason for that is there's always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. Think about it. You bought a bunch of nice stuff for each other. You got it in boxes. They're under the tree. It's a burglar's delight. But that's why you need Simply Safe Home Security. The best home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. And you can have it. Get it uh, and set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's easy to set up. It's easy to use. Arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. It's just, it's great. Lots of awards. You can get 40% off Simply Safe today, plus a free security camera, but that expires today. So jump on it. 40% off plus a free security camera. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong so they know we sent you simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You're going to love it. No long contracts, no mess- messy install. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. How about a tiny bit, Sean? Just a little bit of the cable news anchors yelling at each other. Can't tell me that shutting down, which is the easiest answer, is necessarily the only answer. Rick, I just, I, I just as, a, as, a, as a public health and public service announcement uh, for the audience, the difference between a big box retailer and a restaurant or, frankly, even a, a church are so different, it's unbelievable. 
Going I disagree. Into a big box retailer, I disagree. You're wear- I disagree. You're wearing you can a mask. have your thoughts and I you're can have mine. to wear a mask. I disagree. I, it's science. I'm sorry. It's science. If it's you're wearing a mask, science. it's a different story. 500 people at a Lowe's aren't any safer than 150 people in a restaurant that holds 600. I don't believe it. Sorry. Don't believe okay. it. And I you, live in an area don't... where there's a lot of restaurants that have fought back and they don't have any problems. And they're open. Okay. You don't have to believe it. But let me just say this. You're doing a I disservice to I the won't. viewer because the viewers need to you understand it. You are doing it. a disservice we, we are to the viewer. You are. Your mom goes you to are. college. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if, if <laughs> I, I would like to keep our viewers as healthy as humanly possible. All right, I think I hit the point. I tell you what. Anybody who says it's science or we're following the science is an a hole, and I hate you. I'm sorry. I'm a little tense. The COVID thing has gotten to me. Anybody who announces it's science, as if science is some sort of unanimous monolith that, that is the, the 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 vault of all human knowledge. Shut. Science. That's not evidence. It's a dodge. It's a dodge. It's like saying God said so. I mean, it's just bull. <laughs> it's very similar to that. It is very similar. Uh, I read in this past. God, God approves of it. It's the same thing as saying science approves. Honey, I don't want to buy a timeshare. God says we should. <laughs> bull ass. <laughs> You're an a hole, and I hate you. <laughs> that was direct. You're right, though. That is a dodge. If anybody says, I believe in science, automatically question that person. Oh, automatically. Of course. Yeah, they don't have a real argument. So I promised this, so I want to deliver it just very quickly. And uh, it was the feisty little Kaylee McEnany uh, at the White House who was pointing this out yesterday. She's really good at this. She is, she is going to be the number one cable show in America at some point when uh, Hannity resigns or something like that. But uh, she's currently the president's spokesperson. But she pointed out that Washington Post columnist Jennifer Rubin not very long ago declared when Donald Trump said we have to open the schools, said, quote, Donald Trump wants to kill your kids by putting them in school. He wants to kill your kids. I remember that. Anderson Cooper saying Donald Trump doesn't care about your kids at all. He doesn't care about teachers. He doesn't care about the parents. And then uh, then there was the uh, the head of the teachers union in Chicago who said, you put those kids back in school, you're going to have a hell of a lot of funerals. Oh, I remember that one, too. Yeah. And, and that's when wow. the science was already out. You already had unanimous uh, uh, panels of pediatricians saying, I would put my kid in school today. Keep in mind that your Jennifer Rubens, your Anderson Coopers, even as that is known or it should be known, are saying Donald Trump wants to kill your kids by putting them in school. That's how dishonest people are willing to be, or just flamingly ignorant. And I'm not sure which it is, maybe both. So one thing you're going to get when they start giving the vaccine out is you get a a, a card, a COVID vaccine card. The Department of Health and Human Services um, will issue these to everyone who gets the shot, a written card they can put in their wallet that will tell them, when they had their last dose, when their next dose is due, and you can just show it to people that you've you've had your immunization. I think this is going to be a big thing um, for going to... Don't you assume that in the spring there will be restaurants that are open if you show your card? Yes. 
Yeah. I'm a little concerned, though, that I might lose the card. Cards are easily fake. So I'm just going to walk around with both needles still sticking out of my arms <laughs> so people know 100% I've gotten the vaccine. I'm there, sorry. That's a disgusting notion. There's going to be a serious black market for these cards as far as people making fake cards. And um, But you're yeah, right about that. Uh, yeah. my, my guess is it'll more likely be an app thing or probably a both right so you, you oh the chip the chip that they put in you well yeah 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 but it'll be an app, like, like, chip? like yeah. your stray dog a qr code and there'll be seals on the things you are cord on your forehead <laughs> the mark of the beast hello read the bible the bible i don't you I, I can just picture an explosion of things opening when everybody's got their card that they're carrying around and oh, you know please. all of a sudden you're going to the bowling alley or the laser tag or karaoke the... lines have never been longer <laughs> Oh, man, to be sitting at a Major League Baseball game, sipping a beer, chatting with a buddy about when they ought to bring in the reliever. Oh, my God, it sounds like heaven. And not thinking about the bat flu. Right. The damn Chinese bat fever. It almost seems unimaginable. I now understand why the uh, flu of 1918 disappeared from consciousness. It was always weird to me. Hmm. So one of the biggest public health things that had happened on the planet Nobody talked about when it was over. The first books written about it, it started to gain attention again. I think it was in the 90s. I talked about this quite a while back. When when somebody who is a historian came across it and said, how am I? I've studied history my whole life. I have a graduate degree in it, and I've never even heard of the flu of 1918 hmm. and wrote a book about it. And, and part of the book was, why did this disappear from consciousness? Um, and I think I now understand it. It lasts so long, and you're so sick of it. Nobody's going to want to hear a freaking word about this. And affected everybody on the planet. It's like it's not like there's any new news to share with anybody. It'll be a long time before anybody wants to talk about this damn thing when it's yeah. finally over. That makes perfect sense. I'll be done with it. Yeah, no kidding. Watch the post game show on the worst uh, show, uh, the worst game you've ever seen in your life. No, you can't wait to turn off the damn TV. Yeah, let's yeah, move I get on this. to something else. Let's let's do that here too. Okay. All right. <laughs> what should we do next? I don't know. I got like seventy five uh, choices, and the week's almost over. I like the walking around with a needle sticking out of each arm <laughs> to show that you I just got it. I just freshly got the vaccine. Both doses. <laughs> I. Uh, I wish I hadn't said that, and you're still laughing about I'm it. I'm not feeling so good, but <laughs> but I'm clean. <laughs> Let me in. I want to eat. Let me in. We'll come up with something. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just uh, went and got some uh, coffee, came back, and I just walked past four people, including Sean, all looking at their phones. And I was thinking, what would those four people have been doing 20 years ago? I don't even know the answer to that. Reading a newspaper? Mm. Talking to somebody? Were they uh, studying the good book? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know that it's <laughs> yeah, necessarily that's better. That's what they would have been doing. <laughs> I have seen the Bible. black and white photos from decades gone past where everybody's on a bus and just opening up the morning newspaper. Uh -huh. You know, they're not exactly playing cribbage together. <laughs> <laughs> Having a roundtable discussion about the issues of the day. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't immediately uh, designed to be a knock on it, but I just. When I see people walking down the street, now this one has to be different. When I see groups of people walking down the street and they're all looking at their phone, they would have been talking to each other 
20 years ago. What's the name of that book? Together Apart or Apart Together? Or why the hell are you looking at your phone? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. I see that a lot. Bowling Alone is a good one. Mm. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. That, it makes me kind of sad, especially when I see young people. I, I think about. God, the great times we had hanging out in groups and everybody jawing at each other and flirting and the rest of it. And man, it's the stuff of life. Oh, yeah. My brother said the because uh, he works at a place where they like bring lunch. You know, you bring a a, a, a bucket lunch, a bu- lunch bucket crowd sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the lunchroom used to be everybody sat around and talked. That's the way it was when I had jobs like that. That's all you did during lunch hour. And now everybody sits and stares at their phone in silence. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I think my brother would agree, too. Sounds awesome. (laughs) Absolutely awesome. So we mentioned that this was coming down the road where uh, all kinds of different companies were going to have to meet various diversity guidelines. Um, Well, Cali Unicornia has passed a law about people's boards of directors. It's it's utterly unconstitutional. There's a new proposal coming for NASDAQ companies. If you want to be a NASDAQ company, you have to have a certain number of uh, people of color, transgender, whatever, you know, makes the list. Yeah. Um, uh, Underrepresented minority or LGBTQ people on your board. And currently, 75% of NASDAQ companies do not meet that with their board. So there'd have to be some big changes, which some of you are thinking, that's fantastic, finally. And other people are thinking, ah, okay, and that's going to make things better how? Yeah, this is this is such a terrible impulse. I mean, the, actually, the impulse is probably okay, but it's just, where are the adults? It's like compelled speech is as, every bit is of big a violation of the First Amendment as uh, forbidden speech. You can't compel association. You can't compel, you know, uh, Jack and Joe's House of Widgets. To hire a transgender person on the board just to, uh, you know, meet some approval. The only upside to, because it's been driving me crazy with all of Biden's appointments, the only thing the media has any interest in, and it's the first woman who's ever served on the, the first Indian American that's ever served on the whatever, is maybe if you get through this the one time, you you know, you got it's not a white male, so you, then finally we can just focus on who's the best person for the job and they've been appointed. Maybe you have to go through one half a generation of this crap, right? Before you can just focus on okay, we we picked the best person. We've yeah, already had we've already had all these different groups have been represented in the past. Now we've got another who it doesn't matter. We just this is the best person we could find. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of when will we have a black president anymore? Right, exactly. You're not here. You know when will we have a black secretary of state? Because we had Colin Powell. So once once you get through all those things, then I think you can just pick. Biden has more leeway to pick a secretary of state that's just a white guy because there has been a Colin Powell and a Condoleezza Rice. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. Boy, the editorial in the uh, Wall Street Journal, the woke Nasdaq, they did not like the idea of the forced infusion of uh, quotas into the boardrooms of companies. Well, we, like if if a, a governmental law is passed, I can see that being forced. But the Nasdaq, which is itself a publicly traded company, putting in these things for you don't have to do this but if you want to be included in our index these are the things you need to do isn't that a, isn't that a degree different though oh, oh yeah absolutely oh yeah yeah, yeah they it's can do whatever they want right but uh and and this is why you know i don't appreciate that sort of forced compliance even from a private company um in its filing with the sec nasdaq cited multiple studies which found that greater diversity on boards is associated with improved corporate governance and financial performance 
But as the journal points out, if that's true, companies hardly need the NASDAQ to mandate the board's makeups. Makeup. You don't want racial quotas in anything. They always lead to evil, nastiness. I could point to a couple different places on Earth where identity politics have people being slaughtered by the thousands or stuck in a concentration camps. It's just you think it's a good idea until it runs wild and then it turns insane. It just always happens. But humanity still makes the same mistakes over and over again, probably always will. Uh, do we have time to get into the statement of the uh, award-winning actor, uh, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page? Now we got 90 seconds. Uh, that's the, uh, was a woman in the movie Juno, which I loved that movie. She's, she announced she was a dude on Wednesday. Yeah, big star of the Umbrella Academy since Juno came out 13 years ago. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't seen a Umbrella Academy. It's quite good. It's quite compelling. It's superhero-y stuff, but it's mostly about families and personalities and insecurities and the rest of it. And she plays a woman on that? She does. She'll continue to play a woman even though she is now a man. Okay. Yeah, and she puts out out a long statement. Listen, I want this fella, gal, to be happy, to live a good life. I do not mind. You know, you do what you want. I am a little concerned about the craze where teenage girls decide uh, that they they are trans. Um, but I was a little confused by this sentence. Paige's wife, dancer Emma Portner, shared his statement on her own Instagram account, writing, you can't, can't tell the players without a scorecard. I got lost there. Paige's wife, dancer Emma Portner, shared his statement on her own Instagram account, writing, again, I, I, I'm lost. I don't. You have to be in the room with me talking, so I know who's talking. If you have next hour, we have a clips of the week that Joe declared earlier one of the best clips clipses of the week clips of the weeks clipses of the week we've ever had. <laughs> clipses. Uh, it's 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 the best cow ever. Armstrong and Getty.